This is the Big Rigs Podcast, with the latest news, information and interviews. You're driving with the Big Rigs team. G'day, g'day, and welcome to podcast number 36 for 2018. Coming to you this week from downtown Yarrawonga on the mighty Murray, where we are staying at the Murray Valley Resort. I've done my five and a half kilometre walk, I've jumped in the indoor pool and done 100 laps, and no, it's not a silly little wading pool. I've had a mighty brekkie of endless bacon, eggs, snags and tomato on toast, washed down with copious quantities of orange juice and coffee. Not bad for a measly ten bucks. Once I've done this podcast, I think I'll have to jump back into that pool and do another lazy 100. This week we catch up with workshop boss Jason Barry, a finalist in the recent Craig Rosender Awards, about how his Wodonga-based business, Border Crane Consultants, is rewriting a script on how to attract and keep new apprentices. New South Wales Police Force Traffic and Highway Patrol Command Chief Inspector Philip Brooks talks to us as well. And I was at the Araglen Racecourse last weekend to cover the historic Commercial Vehicle Club of Victoria's annual bash in that picturesque spot. We'll meet a few of the characters who attended that show. We've got a bit to get through, so let's hit the ground running with the news headlines from editor James Graham, whilst I pour myself a holiday drink. Hiya, James, mate. Hi, Kermie. Thanks for that. Lots happening as usual in the trucking world. We kick off this bulletin with Nat Road boss Warren Clark calling for the abolishment of stamp duty on new heavy vehicles. Clark said that replacing taxes on insurance and motor vehicle registrations with a broad-based property tax could make Australians up to $1.5 billion a year better off. He said stamp duty is an inefficient tax, is antiquated and out of step with a modern revenue system. Clark believes the heavy vehicle industry already pays too much by way of registration charges and the stamp duty impost only adds salt to that wound. The Australian Border Force is reportedly investigating claims of exploitation of international students by a trucking company after one of its trucks crashed into a McDonald's restaurant in Wollongong on November the 5th. A whistleblower contacted the Ray Hadley radio show, claiming the company is employing Indian student visa holders, paying them just $12 an hour and making them work more than the allowed 20 hours a week. Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton told the radio host that he's directed the Australian Border Force to investigate the matter. RMS Director of Compliance Roger Weeks also told Hadley's 2GB radio show that the truck had major defects and was issued with a notice. The New South Wales Police said it inspected 10 trucks belonging to the company and all vehicles received a defect notice ranging from issues with brakes and board tyres to issues with seat belts. Staying with news from the New South, New South Wales Police, their five-day November Blitz Operation Impact intercepted 152 heavy and light vehicles in the Manning Great Lakes area. 18 traffic infringements were issued in all for a variety of heavy vehicle work diary offences and another 16 tickets to light vehicles for speeding. There were also six defect notices issued for a wide range of mechanical issues and one positive result for cocaine. And finally, on a brighter note, there is still one day of the year that truckies like to be waved down by those on the side of the road. Yes, the annual Wave at a Truckie Day initiative is back again this year and organiser Doug Kirby is calling on Australians everywhere to show their support on November the 22nd. 
the Gold Coast driver said respect for truck truck drivers as part of the as part of the industry that has faded away in recent times. But he said a friendly wave and a tutor support can go a long way to building a closer bond. And that's all for now from the news desk, Kermit. As always, you'll find more on these stories and a whole lot more in your free copy of Big Rigs out now. Just go to our website, bigrigs.com.au, for details on where your nearest outlet is. And also, don't forget, if you have a news tip for us, just drop us a note at editor at bigrigs.com.au. That's editor at bigrigs.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you all here again next week. Until then, drive safely. Want to get decked out in Big Rigs gear? Get yourself a Big Rigs merch pack with a stubby cooler, travel mug, air freshener, cap, Big Rig bumper sticker, bag, towel, a Big Rigs 25-year anniversary book, and some Big Rigs pluggers. All for the special price of $75 plus postage and handling. Visit bigrigs.com.au slash shop today. Don't stress over rest. Manage your fatigue. Get alerts when you do for a break and eliminate guesswork of paper by using an electronic work diary. Stay compliant no matter where you are. For more information, visit teletracknavman.com.au. Righto, people, it's a very pleasant Sunday morning and we're on our way to the Araglin Racecourse to check out the HCVC Truck Show, uh, an annual event which has been running for some years now and it's usually a pretty good dude. And the first person we run into as I walk into the show, which looks pretty good, is, uh, well, it's, uh, I see a British Bedford and sitting behind the wheel, just, is uh, a bloke by the, by the name of David Horn. How are you, David? I'm oh, very well, thanks, Kermit. Good, yeah, mate. Yeah, very good, well. I haven't yeah. seen you for a while. Long time no well, see. You've been, you've been hiding out? Or? Oh, well, I'm doing a lot more road runs now and uh, going on long runs now, not so many shows. Okay, so the old girl is, uh, and what year is it? She's a 1934. Okay. Uh, I've just just got back from uh, a 900k road run uh, up in the high country around Kosciuszko and uh, and running around chasing brumbies. So she's uh, she's pretty reliable. Pretty bloody reliable until I ran out of fuel here at outside the, the grandstand <laughs> on the auxiliary <laughs> tank. No, no, I expected that. I was I was I it, when I left home. I said to myself. Gee, I wonder how far I'll get before she splutters. Well, she didn't splutter, she just... <laughs> so, what, she run on 91 or 98, Ron? Uh, no, she runs on 91, straight 91, no additives, no additives. Oh, OK. She's got... Because this has got three. Hey, guys. It's got enough oil leaks to keep no, it... No, 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 not many, no oil leaks in this, no, no. No, it's got... Uh, well, it's got 308, 308 V8 holding um, valves in this. OK. Yeah, so what, what, OK, so what, what motor is in it? Got a Bedford motor. A pure 1934 white metal bearing motor in it. So she is original. With an updraft carburetor. The full full Monty. How long you had it, Dave? Oh, big question. I probably had this for probably since about 1986, I think I got picked this up. Right. Who's older, you or her? Uh, she's older than me. <laughs> she's uh, 85 years old. Right. And still doing well. She's done a done 63,611 miles. I've done every one of them and I know it. <laughs> I've been under a fair bit. She's a lovely old girl, yeah, mate. Good yeah. on you. Good on you. And, and I see your, your, your diet's going well. Yeah, somebody else gave me a bit of a hard time about that. I mean, well, I can, mate, because I've just dropped 20 kilos. I'm thinking of so. extending the back out here a bit. I've got a bit of spare space to go backwards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking of putting a sports steering wheel on. 
Well, yeah. anyhow, the good thing about it is it never gets away from me. Well, Whoa, it's, it's I can drive like this. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> and what he did there, folks, was uh, lift oh. his hands in the air because his belly's holding the steering wheel oh, uh, I'm a typical nice bloody truckie. <laughs> I'm a retired truckie. There you go. Yeah, you go. and I'm allowed to have a belly, but... Mate, good to see you. Oh, great and, to uh, see you. Keep, I'm glad the old girl's uh, treating you well. Oh, yeah, I'm happy with her. I'm very happy. It's yeah. nice to see you out yeah. and about at these various yeah. shows. Maybe, what's the top speed on this? Uh, oh, around about 72, 73. Don't want to go too fast. I like to see the ambience and enjoy the ambience of the road. And you I like the kangaroos to be able to get off the road. Yeah. <laughs> like I like to give everything they can a chance. They can I, hear you coming. I want they? to give everything a bloody chance to get off the road and around me. There you go, folks. David David Horn is a nature lover and a humanitarian. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, Dave. Yeah, see you. Thanks, Cheers, Kermit. Mate. See you, mate. Cheers. All right, I'm talking with Russ Marshall, who, who, who is a past president of the HCVC, uh, the Historic Commercial Vehicle Club, for those one or two of you out in Truckland who don't know. How are you, Russ? I'm going very good, thanks, Kermi. Good, mate. So you passed the baton on a couple of years ago, did you? That's correct, well, yeah, about three years now. Right, who's running the show now? Alan Taylor's the main man at the moment. Alan, that's right, I did know that, but I found you instead of him, so I'll yeah. have to have a yak to you. Yeah, that's cool. So we're here at Yarra Glen, and, mate, what a beautiful spot to have a truck show. Fa fabulous, isn't it? And the weather's turned it right on for us. It too. has indeed. Uh, yeah. How many years you've been here? This, four, and this, is, this is our fourth. Okay, and before that, of course, you're down at Sandown. Down, down at Sandown Park. You and were then, there for a number of years. So, yeah. how, how long has the show been going all up, right? Well, all, all, all up, I think this is our 37th one. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Jeez, mate, you, you actually would have been young when it started. I was very young when it started. <laughs> <laughs> He's not looking too bad now, folks, yeah. I must yeah. say, for an old bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, um, we started out at AFL Park originally. Okay. And then, oh no, sorry, we started at International in Dandenong originally. Yep. And then we did one in uh, the old Croydon Drive-In. People might remember the old Croydon Drive-In. Oh, I, I do very well. Yeah. I, I had some nice nights yeah, yeah. at Croydon Drive-In. Yeah. So friend. did I, mate. But, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we, uh, a couple of other places, and we went to AFL Park, which was really kicked us on. You know, it was uh, fabulous there until they decided to sell AFL Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where were we going to go now? Yeah. That's when Sandown yeah. came in, was it? No, no, we went, we went to... Um, yeah, well, the place opposite the Melbourne Steam, can't think of the name of it, Churchill, no, not Churchill, or something And then we went to Monash University Car Park, and then we went to Sandown. Okay, we were at Sandown for about eight or nine years, I think. Uh -huh. And then now we've been out at Yarragoon, which is pretty good place, actually. Well, mate, it's... Lots of trees you've got, around. You've and, got lots of trees, yeah. it's a nice environment. It's easy yeah. for people to get to from, yeah. from a lot of areas, you're not fighting city traffic. Uh, Unless the poor bastards happen to live on the other side sort of the of city, town. folks, yeah, but that's well, your that's problem. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well it works all right for me. Yeah, yeah me too, yeah. <laughs> so, and you've you got to, I mean, it, this, it's not just trucks. No, we've I mean, got a few cars have involved got, this year. Mate, have you ever? Yeah. And I noticed uh, an array of ambulances, ambulances yeah, which yeah. is pretty spectacular. Yeah, historical ambulances too. Yeah, indeed, yeah, 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 they look great. And, yeah. the, the, and the cars that you've got here... Yeah. Up here, just just magic. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll it, pop it, a few photos into big rigs of the cars. Yeah. I know we're a trucking publication, but everyone likes anything out of metal. Yeah, yeah. So and we'll it just just in. makes it a bit a bit 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 better for us, you know. Just uh, fills up a bit of space. But I think we've got about 200 trucks here this year. It's not so bad. That, is yeah, it? it's pretty good. And as you say, the weather treated you really yeah, well. I remember really the first year you came here. Yeah, the, the the race course was a bit worried because it fell the down the night before, did it yeah, not? And it was a bit, bit mucky flood. out here where the trucks are. Yeah, we're in a bit of a flood, I think. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, look, it just keeps going on and on yeah, and it does, gets yeah. stronger and stronger. And uh, yeah, mate, it's good. It's a credit to you. And you can see it's easy to see how much work goes into setting these yeah, things up. Yeah, well, there's a lot of work goes in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we've got some pretty good blokes around that uh, chip in and out. Yeah. Well, not even Jeff Johnson. Oh, he, he chips in a bit. Yeah, he chips in a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> give, him, give him a bit of credit, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we probably. <laughs> nah, it takes a lot of lot of blokes, yeah. a lot of work to yeah. do it. You know, but, yeah, number yeah. of truck shows I go to, mate, I'm very cognizant of, of the effort that goes yeah. into any of these things. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is your major one. This is our major one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you do others? We have another one up Clunes, the the yep. Ballarat. We got a branch up at Ballarat. Yeah, I've not they, been there. I must try and get to there next they, time. They have one and uh, on long weekend in March mm -hmm. up at Clunes. They, they, that's a real good show too. And I think I think we've got one at Broadford this year. Okay, you missed out in Broadford last year, didn't you? Yeah, you I did, did the year yeah. before, yeah. I think. Yeah. But not um, last year. Yeah, I but I think Broadford's on again this year, I think. All right. Well, we'll keep our, our readers informed of what you guys are doing. Yeah, and we appreciate uh, that, right? it's, uh, it's easy to do. Yeah. All i got to do is open my gob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Russ, good to see you, my friend. Thanks, Grant. Take care. We'll you catch you next time around. Right on, mate. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Do you listen to the Big Rigs podcast? Then drop us a line and let us know what you think, what you're loving and what we can do to improve for the chance to feature in one of our episodes. We'll also include a merchandise prize pack. Call us now on 07 3817 1770. That's 07 3817 1770. Attracting apprentices into the heavy vehicle industry and keeping them there has always been a tough nut to crack for many businesses. But one man bucking that trend is Jason Barry, owner of Border Crane Consultants in Wodonga, Victoria. Big Rigs contributor Brent Davidson caught up with this year's Craig Rosender Award finalist to get the secret to Border Crane's success. Our, our main core apprentice that we run through here is what is classed as a mechanical fitter. Yeah. So it's basically a cross between a, a mechanic, like an industrial style mechanic, and yeah. a fitter machinist. Okay. So bit of a broad scope across that but like you know we've got our own paint shops so we've got painters we've got our own um we've got our own boiler makers that build trays and fabricate and do installations of units and things like that um you know we've got auto sparky and we've got you know um all, all sorts of trades yeah that's yeah. amazing i would imagine that um you would have people queuing up to get jobs with you Oh, we some like it depends. Like we're we've been advertising, we've been putting a few votes on here and there over the last couple of months, and sometimes you get lots of applications, sometimes you don't. But then you run the same ad again two weeks later, and then you get massive response. Like it, it's really, it's really hard. Yeah. So so so, how do you attract apprentices to your um to your company? Well, it's oh, I mean it's. We, we obviously we pay above award wages, but um, like which is sort of one incentive. But there's a fair bit of overtime, and you know they get to see the country, yeah, um, at our expense. So there's yeah there's multiple benefits in that from that side of things. Yeah, but I suppose it's the diversity in the work, like um, as opposed to just being a boob jockey working for a, a truck dealership, changing oil and filters, doing bloody hub seals and brakes. Yeah, all day. yeah, like. Our guys get a bit of fabrication, some electrical. They get some hydraulic maintenance or a fair bit of that, and then they, you know, everything from painting to machine shop, engineering, um, and and everything else. So it gives them a, a. They're not 
stuck in the same rut and then they get basically as they develop through the business they get to sort of focus where they where they decide is going to be their best what they like to do best so some guys will lean towards you know mobile field service or some guys will lean towards hydraulics or some guys yeah. will lean towards the fabrication or the machine yeah. stuff. but 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 how do you actually physically get them to come and work for you is it ads in newspapers is it uh advertise around the school center link that sort of thing what, what what's the deal how do, how do you get them well, as a, as a rule, like we, we generally advertise on Seek or in the local newspaper. Yeah. Um, from time to time, we'll get uh, walk-in, walk-ins off the street, people putting in resumes or whatever, and we always sort of, you know, we also always have a look at those. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like it's mainly from advertising, we, we get them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and and, so, and yeah. how, how many apprentices have you actually got at the moment? Um, roughly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Okay. So apprentices are currently making up about a third of your workforce. Oh no, it wouldn't be a third because there's 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 twenty five. There's there'd be twenty qualified there as well. Like, oh, okay, okay. So about 20, yeah, about twenty five to twenty seven. Yep. Including, yep. And including admin. Yep. Another seven there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's that, that's good. So this is this is the question. I, I spoke to someone recently who said that the trick wasn't to get the apprentices and train them. It was to keep them once they'd, they'd qualified. So how do you re- retain people who, once they've qualified? Well, I mean, that's a double-edged sword, really. Like, yeah. Do you want to keep them when they're finished or do you or, or do you not? Like, if you, if you, the ones that you want to keep are, e- are easy to keep because you can, you know, like they, they're, they're productive and they're going to get, they're going to get their money that they that they want. The ones that aren't productive and, and you, you probably don't necessarily want to keep, you know, that you need to push out the door so they yeah. don't real work, real life experience, which does happen. I mean, it might sound, it might sound harsh, but... No, no, you, um, you, you, you're going to get a percentage of skivers. It's that simple. Yeah, so, I mean, the ones that you want to keep seem to hang around, like yep. our senior technical advisor started his apprenticeship. He was the first person that we employed when we started this business nearly nine years, eight, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, and he's still with us now. Um, so, you know, like, but I've put a few adult apprentices through that are no longer with us. Our, an adult apprentice who is with us still is our workshop supervisor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like, I've got a qualified aviation engineer who's just finished his first year of, of mechanical engineer, uh, engineer apprentice. Really? Yeah, and Monday I'm starting a second because I because well, this guy was so good, you know, coming from an aviation engineering background, qualified yeah. aviation engineer. I've just secured another one who's starting on Monday as a first year apprentice as a, as a mechanical fitter. Wow, that's that's impressive. When when people come from the aviation industry to you, that's that's impressive. I mean, that is that that is a that is a tough a tough nut to crack. That one, the aviation. Yeah, we've we've just employed our second aviation engineer, and we're putting them through a dual trade. Obviously, like we're paying them qualified wages, but we're also putting them through a through a, tra- a, a trade that's more specific to what we do. Um, the thing with the aviation engineers and then dual trading them is is that. Um, they've got good quality assurance. They've got a yep. good attention to detail and things like that. 
yep. um, they can come into the business and they can hit the ground running as a you know, as, and do this, the same sort of work as what a qualified guy um, that's been with us for a few you know, five years would do. Yep. Um, gotcha. That we're just refining their skills from you know, aeroplanes are full of hydraulics and pneumatics and nuts and bolts and yeah. like that. So it's it's very similar, but it's yeah, it's a little bit more agricultural, obviously, and that's pretty cool. Truck driving is no easy task, and when you're balancing long hours, deadlines, and compliance obligations, you need the right tools to stay safe and simplify your job. Say hello to Telematics, your personal compliance solution. For more information, visit teletracknabman.com.au. As mentioned during the program intro, we have Chief Inspector Philip Brooks of the New South Wales Police Force Traffic and Highway Patrol Command, who was talking to us about some sad incidents earlier in the week, and also about a driver who will appear in court early next year on 104 charges relating to work diary offences. Hmm... Well, we've had four uh, very significant incidents on our roads. Wilton, sadly, a a two-truck crash there. The driver of uh, one of the trucks in a small Pantec died at the scene as a result of that crash. The other driver took over an hour to uh, rescue that driver from the truck and he was later airlifted to hospital at Carrion on the New South Wales Central Coast. A crash there between a truck and a car on the M5 at Bexley, an overheight truck, activated the uh, warning devices there for an approaching tunnel. That truck had to be uh, reversed out. So certainly a, a number of significant incidents, including a, uh, a truck in the early hours of this morning on the Cumberland Highway at Smithfield conducting a turn, that truck tipping over, unfortunately uh, leaking diesel all over the roadway, closing that road down for a significant period of time. So a very busy day for uh, police and emergency services with four truck crashes on our roads causing uh, no doubt significant congestion to other road users but sadly impacting a family who've lost a loved one as a result of that crash at Wilton. Well certainly these events highlight the the risk of fatigue and uh, overnight a truck driver has been charged in relation to an incident on the 6th of March at uh, Campbelltown where the Camden Highway Patrol intercepted a driver and spoke to him about his work diary uh, which uh, based on some anomalies they asked to see other material which the driver uh, refused to hand over. As a result, the police searched that truck, locating a number of other work diaries, whereupon the police have charged that driver with 44 charges relating to fatigue and other offences relating to 104 separate incidents where uh, this particular driver had uh, run the risk of fatigue, putting himself, his business and uh, the customers that he pulls for under significant risk, particularly under current chain of responsibility provisions. Well, certainly these sad and tragic events highlight uh, the whole question of fatal crashes on our roads. In the last 12 months, 48 heavy vehicle-related crashes where 55 people have lost their lives as a result of these crashes. Now, whilst those matters uh, relate to various issues concerning uh, other vehicles, this certainly presents as a significant risk and, and highlights just the dangers that are on our roads. Whilst these numbers... Uh, 20 crashes and 25 deaths down on this time last year. Um, these numbers are no doubt compelling and certainly send a very strong message to heavy vehicle operators about the risk, not only that they run in terms of fatigue, load restraint and speeding, but also uh, how other light vehicles operate around their trucks, particularly uh, in a multi-truck, uh, multi-vehicle crash situation. 
Enjoying the Big Rigs podcast? Subscribe now in your podcast app by searching Big Rigs podcast or head to bigrigs.com.au forward slash podcasts to stream and download the latest episodes. Subscribe to podcast newsletters and check out related articles. The Big Rigs podcast. It's the trucking news you need to hear. Available at bigrigs.com.au forward slash podcast and in your podcast app. A truck showdown this part of the world just wouldn't be the same without the presence of Rick Choxhaman, well-known raconteur and scroll artist. Here he is at the HCVC show at Yarra Glen. I'm now with Rick Choxhaman, who is well-known around the industry because he's a bit of an artisan with a brush, I'm told. And he's, uh, he's a fairly talented young fella. Chox, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm all right. I didn't catch your name, mate, sorry. Kermy. Kermy? Yeah. And that, that's your full name, is it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much. Is it short for anything? Yeah, yeah Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. with a single T or two I think, T's? I, I think you wished me happy birthday recently. Call me the Kermster, so it's... it's <laughs> So there's several versions. <laughs> the version is developing on. Yeah, I've just got my offside. Has just walked in. Uh, this fellow Moose, he's, he's our leading, he's our leading sign writer. He's in charge of transport oh, signage. Oh, the one that does the good stuff. Yes, he does. So, yes. Well, what do you do? Uh, I'm actually going back to a supervisory role now. Yeah. Yes. As a spokesperson so for media, media spokesperson. What you're saying is you've knocked off the booze and your hand is too shaky to, to draw a straight Yes, line. the DTs have actually struck me terribly badly and uh, we've employed moves to, uh, to carry on. Um, and he's left-handed, so as he can do both sides of the bonnet at once. That's, that's very handy. And be dexterous. Yeah, and, and he is too. <laughs> Tell me something, a serious question. Where does chocks come from? No, I can't answer that in public. You can't? No. Uh, it's got nothing to do with skid marks? No, not at all. No, no. It's got nothing to do with eating anything. All right, so no, no one will ever know except those closest to you? Perhaps even not. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it might be best left unsaid. We're sitting here, uh, well, you're sitting because you haven't offered me a cheque. Well, um, that's Moose's job. Well, <laughs> it's in his job description. <laughs> but he's you're got a, a crook. All trades, aren't you, Moose? His back's a bit crook, though, otherwise he would have bought it around. So we're, 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 you're sitting next to uh, your rig, the Territory Express. Correct. 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 How long you had this? About two years. And what is it, just for the people who know, because there's no pictures it's a, on radio? It's a 78 model, 78 model 4300 series transfer. Okay, and you got that from where? Uh, it was from Grenfell. And a bloke named Warren Troy used to do Darwin work with it for many years, road train work. And um, he's since passed on. And we got it from his son. How long you had it? About two years. Okay. Okay, it's treated you well? It has. Oh. Quite a good vehicle. Right. Well, look, I'm not going to ask you anymore because this has actually gone along quite swimmingly. And it I, has. And, I'd hate and to, so far we're under time. <laughs> we are, and I'd hate to two minutes 30, mate. And you haven't been naughty at all. 32 <laughs> and count. Say goodnight, Kermit. I, I don't have to talk, mate, <laughs> when I've got you. <laughs> and there, and, that, and unusually, there was no shite either. No, there wasn't. No, it's a miracle, isn't it? And I'll and I'll forward the normal story to you via email. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. And um, you could for those people your... that don't know, uh, Chocks occasionally flicks me a story that I put my name to, or so the world thinks. And I can see you at a later date. You can, you can. You know where to send the bill, don't you? I do. Thank mate. you. Good to see you. Good evening. Have mate. a good day, mate. Thanks, Cam. Cheers, pal. So with the beautiful sounds of my good friend Sandy Dodd singing in the background, we say farewell to another HCVC event at Yarra Glen. It's been a terrific show, great turnout of both vehicles and people to come and see it. 
If you didn't make it this year, put it on the calendar for this time next year. It's a terrific show. We'll see you all then. Well, you've probably heard enough of my voice for this week, so I'm going to go double my feet in the outdoor pool here at the Murray Valley Resort and decide what my next step should be. A beer? A wine? Or maybe a wee taste of Scotland? While I'm working hard at that, you may have something you want to share with us, so why don't you? All you've got to do is call us on 0738 17 17 70 and we'll take it to the world for you. You can also email on editor at bigrigs.com.au and we'll read it out if you're the shy and retiring type. And I've yet to meet the truckie that fits that description. Till next time, this is Kermie saying, take care of you. See ya.